up, everybody, and welcome to the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. I'm Jason Bear. I'm Rex Rebo. At Armed and Hilarious. And we've got another great podcast for you guys today. Thank you guys in advance for uh, tuning in today. I know we're a little bit early than normal, but, you know, we love you. Um, and we thought we'd check in earlier. So, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Tenet, right? Spoiler review, so... Uh, you guys can hang out for the first half of the podcast if you care about spoilers and or haven't seen Tenet yet. Uh, we're going to talk some spam first, and then we'll get into our spoiler review for Tenet, which was absolutely amazing, but we'll, we'll get there. So, uh, first, a little bit of spam. Sports. Drunk Tom Brady decides to, to use the Vince Lombardi trophy <laughs> as an actual football yeah. and toss it between boats. <laughs> I love that we've all heard the phrase, act like you've been there before. He's been there before more than literally any other quarterback, more than most organizations, but still decides to tie one off and chuck the old Lombardi trophy. That's his trophy, right? Like, yeah, I mean, more it's going to be the Tom other- Brady trophy after this decade. I'll, but I'll do whatever I want with that trophy. If I want to chuck it between boats while I'm blacked out of my mind, so what? So I'm all for it. And, I, and I'm not even a Tom, Tom Brady fan, So, but I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's just a trophy. Yeah, and... yeah. On top of that, it's not like the Sir Winston's Cup. Oh, where it's the same yeah, trophy over and over Sir, and over again? Yeah, like there's... You can... You can just make another one. Yeah, you can mold another one out. Yeah. yeah. Isn't the Stanley Cup like it's, that too, where there's only been... No, like no, four oh, yeah, them? that's what I meant. The, yeah, that's what he meant. Stanley Cup, meant, yeah. you only get one. Well, there's, there's And then they have to cut overall, the rings off. Right? As they as they run out of space on the plaque. They, but yeah... It, and let's yeah. be honest, the Lombardi Trophy isn't even that great of a good of a trophy. Like, it, yes, it's prestige, but it doesn't look that good, right? So it's you know, a, a couple dents in there, football, you know, right? it tells a story. A little wabi sabi, right? Just like the uh, Liberty Bell. And and let's not forget that it's been proven that Tom Brady has the best hands in football. <laughs> yes, yeah. If anyone was completing that pass, it was Tom. Like, the high pressure situation between boats. Couple of beers and Tom Brady is the person I'm handing that Lombardi trophy you know. off to. <laughs> uh, and and, and the, the media controversy has been absolutely crazy. Like, didn't they get like the daughter of the original silversmith who first made the first trophy to chime in? Like, who cares what she thinks? What are you doing? Um, Go back to Twitter. Nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's, I mean, I got nothing else for sports. Uh, basketball sucks this year. <laughs> oh, Steph Curry did make a weird lights out three pointer casually after the buzzer as he's walking off the court that was kind of cool yeah but it, it's to the point where we're numb to his wizardry like yeah. he's at that level of just a master at his craft and just oh yeah he just hit a three quarters court shot with his eyes closed and, and nobody, nobody cares. Really cares yeah he's just insane yeah uh, pop culture. Britney Spears is in the news again we we you know maybe we missed out not doing a high watermark on Britney Right, free Britney. Yeah, <laughs> yes. free Britney. Justin Timberlake issued a deck. formal apology. <laughs> like, what's going on? Yes. Yeah, but um, but not not to us by uh, seeing Janet Jackson's boob just to Britney. Did he? No, I think there was a little bit the of there was a little bit going out to Janet as well. Um, it's kind of weird. Like all of these, we're gonna get back to Britney in a second. But Pharrell just won his appeal as well. Um, the the estate of Marvin Gaye was you know the the lawsuit about blurred lines ah uh, yes well they tried to go after him again saying he committed perjury because he admitted that he reverse engineered oh, the song geez. they got him for the the copyright thing 
And then it's like, oh, but he said that he didn't copy it, but he admitted to reverse engineering it. Uh, but really, all the judge ruled in Pharrell's favor, saying reverse engineering could just mean he was trying to recapture a feeling, like, like you know. That's no, that's huge because the music industry is a mess with yeah. that stuff. Like it is all over because it's like any song that's funk in it. Poor Bruno Mars. I think there's nine different companies that sued Bruno Mars for. Um, Using the word funk. (laughs) Uptown funk. For Uptown funk. And it was like, it's a genre of music. How are you going? How is everyone going to sue me? Like from Stevie Wonder to, and I don't think Stevie did, but all these guys, like it's just, yeah, music is a mess. So good. That's, that's a plus, right? You guys think that's a good uh, move. Free Pharrell. How about that? (laughs) No, but but back to Britney Spears. So this documentary, which doesn't have any involvement from Britney because she's on lockdown from, from her dad, which is the whole free Britney thing in the first place. Um, it's it's putting her her name back in buzz. She's she's once again the relevant princess of pop. Right. I love I, I love Britney. She she was done wrong. I'm going to still wait and hold back and see how things roll out. I know her father doesn't have conservatorship. Is that what it is? Oh, he does. That's the whole yeah. thing. He does have conservatorship. But, but he lost it. Wasn't that what this case was? He lost his conservatorship. Oh, is she free? A, is she actually free now then? Did it go through? Uh, that's what I... I, that. I, I had get... heard that her father had lost conservatorship, but I'm sure there are a team of lawyers, including her representation, that are going to go after it. And it's... Lawyers are evil. Lawyers plus money are super evil. Lawyers plus money plus fame is just the worst thing ever. So I hope things work out well in her favor. Moreover, I hope that Brittany is, has the mental capacity. I know it sounds kind of condescending, but to have everything she can handle, her fame and, and doing everything there. But I'm team free Brittany. Love yeah, Brittany Spears. Yeah. And, yes. And, and, yeah. And, and even certain women had to apologize for their tri- treatment. Mm-hmm. Against Britney, specifically uh, Sarah Silverman yeah. and her uh, like way out of line good. comments, out of line comments when uh, she referred to uh, the most beautiful mistakes that Britney's ever made were her children, which Ooh. is why. But she's a comedian, yeah. though. Like that doesn't like but, that but doesn't excuse mental illness. You don't make fun of mental illness. Like right. that's well, no, I mean. To, yeah. All right. Knowing what we know now, we didn't know that Britney was going through mel- mental Ill- illness mm-hmm. issues. That's true. Yeah. We were just going, oh, she's getting high off her own celebrity, blah, blah. And everyone was kind of glad to see that crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it doesn't help that. Um, well, it's, it's part of that is because everybody wanted Britney and Justin to be the Prince, princess of pop <laughs> yes. forever. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, they blamed her for it not being that. And so, like, uh, you know, it gets out of hand. People are crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, cancel culture is bizarre. Right. But but we didn't. I mean, that was before cancel culture, though. We, we didn't cancel Britney Spears. We just drove her, literally drove her crazy. And yes. I say we it in was the pre-cancel culture. The, the royal yeah. we, we was, society, not we, because I love Britney, too. It was but there was something it was destroyed we like to see a car wreck we like to see people crash and burn and and especially when you have that and if you watch the documentary it was mediocre it was interesting just well, to kind of watch it documentary but you, you see like star of they're, well, but they're throwing gasoline into it right oh, yeah, even though sure. like and it was definitely pro britney for sure 
But, you know, we all watch, what is it, TMZ and all that stuff. They're throwing fire under the flames and they knew what was going on. And it's money right into their bank account. Like that's when, you know, the F Jerry and all these other sites, the TMZ are making tons of money, even more like it was a paper medium before that. And this is infancy, the Internet. Right. And it was tons and tons of money. And they... They destroyed this poor girl and yeah. just at least her mental capacity. So but I'm all for it. It's interesting to think about she, like she just, how all of those, you know, kind of Disney, when Disney was a thing, right? Because when we say Disney era, we mean that late 90s, early 2000s, Disney yeah. teeny bopper vibe, whether it was actually Disney or not. They all kind of went through that, with the exception of maybe Mandy Moore. They all kind of went through this phase mm-hmm. where they were legitimately if not completely crazy, then 180 degrees from where they were, right? Like, Christina went through her crazy, dirty phase, or dirty, crazy yep, phase? Yep, Crazy, dirty? She was pretty gross for a little while. Um, Explain. Did you see when she uh, announced whatever MTV Video Music Award for Eminem, when she had, like, the fake white girl dreadlocks, the raccoon eyes, looked like she hadn't showered in a week, she didn't wear, she wasn't wearing very much clothing, just like breaking away from the teeny bopper image to such a degree that if you look at like Christina Aguilera, genie in a bottle, Christina Aguilera, whatever that was, and Christina Aguilera now looking like a vintage Marilyn Monroe, they look like three different people. More than well, like it's, somebody's natural growth progression of, of change and evolution. Fame is a drug for sure. And you see the people that have the good representation Miley Cyrus is perfect, right? We yeah. thought she was cuckoo banana pants and, and went off. And she has come out of it as a proper artist with a great, refined, you know, voice, a little raspy and everything. But we all respect it, right? And it's yeah. writing songs and about I think all the pain she went through. It. And it shows from Britney that she didn't have that base there, right? Clearly, her father was at least after money, right? right. He yeah. was more focused on, on monetary gains and wasn't there to support Britney mentally and everything like that. And it breaks you down. Like yeah. having all that fame, money, everything is tough and it weighs down on you. And, 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 and we can go down the list. You know, Jessica Simpson had her brief spat. Lindsay Lohan was probably the next most destructive one. Uh, or most so because at, like she, does she, does she even have a career now? She well, and her dad, her dad's a goofball too, yeah. right? Like her dad kind of comes off as being a creep, but yeah. So yeah. moving on, we'll get past this depression, right? Uh, let's not cancel <laughs> these girls. Let's not. Let's not. Let's 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 all support Britney Spears, Princess of Pop, forever. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of uh, Disney and cancel culture, uh, this week someone has uh, fallen from grace. Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to get too deep into Gina Carano's story. Uh, I like Gina Carano a lot, and I really liked her on The Mandalorian. Some people think she can act. I don't care. We're not paying her to be like a Shakespearean actor. We want her to be Gina Carano in costume doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we could talk about what she said and how inappropriate it might seem to some or, or how much more inappropriate it seems to others. Um, I think that that was a teachable moment that some people dropped the ball on. Um, it's a business at the end I'd of the agree. day. I don't run a multi-billion dollar conglomerate, conglomerate media company. Not my call, not my ball, not my playground. I just come to watch the game every once in a while. But 
Uh, we're not going to pick. I'm not going to pick a side on on the Gina Carano kerfluffle. No, I, I think that's a great. I think that's a great point. And we are, you know, we are in this cancel culture, and maybe this sounds too like you know lovey dovey, but it should be teach culture. I think this is hey, you know, understand what you said. You know, we don't need to bring in the Holocaust, not yeah. all this stuff. We're we're going to give you. You do have a platform, and we want to push that forward you know just being on the mandalorian and part of the disney family it boosts your platform we want to teach like let's be positivity let's do all this stuff let's not you yeah. know go about you know, it that way but i agree with you let's not cancel let's positivity and, and use this as a I mean, teachable moment of all the media companies that have rules disney has rules but mm-hmm. they're not hard enforced and so you know it just depends on what side of the what and, side of the teaching line you want to and to play devil's advocate uh, they did bring back James Gunn after firing him. Yeah. <laughs> and the circumstances, I will admit, are slightly different. Um, someone went and perused, you know, James Gunn's Twitter history to find something distasteful. Um, but at the same time, when your your dad's a mouse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Exactly. You better behave. <laughs> But even yeah. even if even if your dad's Bugs Bunny, right? Nobody's nobody's fighting for save elongated man. And with the same thing that happened to James Gunn, somebody went back through his Twitter, found some old jokes because he's a stand-up comedian, you know. And boom, he, he no, he's not elongated man anymore. Um, speaking of DC Comics, though, holy oh wait, crap. wait, 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 no, 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 whoa, we're not, we're not, we're not leaving <laughs> Disney controversy. We're okay. not getting, we're not Sorry. letting Disney off. I that tried, easy. guys. I tried so to get this out. This is. I know we're, we're not trying to be incendiary, but this is Black History Month, right? It is, yes. Disney has brought in black stories. If you got, We've all scrolled through and you see black stories, right? Yeah. So we've got Soul, which we understand. We've got Black is King. Yeah. We've got, we've got Black Panther. We've got Red Tails, which... Yeah. Good movies. Red Tails is on the tail end, but it's a really good story. Then we have... Doc McStuffins, okay, all right. We're putting Doc McStuffins in there, okay. But I like how the hell I like black. I I I love Doc McStuffins. I don't know how it makes it into black stories, but that's okay. But how does Kazam make it in there into black stories? That is one of the worst <laughs> movies ever made. It should have been taken off of Disney Plus. They should have paid off Shaq and his his entire team and and got rid of it but the fact that they highlight that under black stories is just insane to me so first of all and i think we're going to discuss this on another podcast because we talked about it in our in our pre-recording session um black stories are allowed to be terrible or should allowed to should be allowed to be terrible okay like kazam all right right i like it like as a, as a film maker is the genie black though in Kazam, I mean it's in, Shaq. In so, that, yeah. in that, okay, okay. <laughs> Shaq. But Robin so. Williams is. I'm thinking of the genie as a character. Well, yeah. When he's Will Smith. Okay. Okay. I mean, all right. He's black and blue from the awful critical reception of that film. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, yes. that was a terrible joke. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh. But yeah, okay. So we'll we'll, we'll discuss. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, uh, this is gonna be a stretch here, but uh, Disney has two properties where a genie is black, and thereby a slave. Yes. 
And the entire cast of The Lion King, too. Technically. Africa. Africa, Africa? Yes. Moving yes. on. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting too heavy for our normal our normal podcast. Audience. All right. Let's move moving forward. DC. Moving from Disney to Warner Brothers. DC Warner Brothers. Justice League trailer. Zack Snyder cut. Boom. Did you guys watch the trailer? Yes. I did. Oh, yeah. I don't usually watch trailers, but again, I have such a low opinion of this film that I... That I watched the trailer and I actually didn't hate this trailer. Holy crap. It had everything that I wanted out of a trailer. If I never see this movie and remember how terrible the first cut was, I could live a little happier having seen this trailer. Dark Side was not in the original movie, correct? Correct. So that alone warrants an entire re- recut of the movie as far as I'm concerned. I enjoyed the trailer. I liked it. Had one of my biggest pet peeves is the uh, after credit sequence in a trailer. The after yeah, that's kind of weak trailer sequence with the Joker reveal. I like. I I didn't hate um, Jared Leto as the Joker in the trailer. You're talking about Suicide job. Squad. It as as Joker. I didn't in hate general, Jared okay. Leto okay. as Joker. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad he's getting a second chance at it, but. I, I, I don't know. I, I'll wait. I'm gonna wait and see. I mean, they've kind of cracked the bed on this entire series, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm not. I'm not getting too hyped about it just yet. But I, I agree with you. This is a step in the right direction. Yeah, the music was solid. But um, the the score. We talked good. about it. Does anybody cut a trailer better than Zack Snyder? Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Is he's he's the trailer master right now. Michael mm-hmm. Bay maybe is close, but. Yeah. But even Sucker Punch looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that movie was terrible. Yeah. (laughs) But that trailer is one of the better trailers ever put together. Yeah. So uh, Justice League trailer's out. Check out Jared Leto in his new version of the Joker, I guess. Whatever. The tattoos are gone. The hair is long. He looks good. I mean, I like Jared Leto most of the time. Um, Speaking of of Jared Leto, I just watched um, The Little Things with, with... Remy Malek, Jared Leto, and Denzel. And Jared Leto was the highlight of that film. Um, oh, holy nice. crap. The rest of the they film... They say that's really good. That's kind of... Yeah, I actually, I, I didn't love it. I, I did a, I did a yeah, review with, I mean, with the Box Office Bingers podcast. Go find them on... That's my plug for Box Office Bingers. Go find them where you find your podcasts and, and listen to my review uh, on the little things. It wasn't an awful movie. It just wasn't... It was not as good as the sum of its parts. This is also, has there been a worst year for movies? I know we're in a pandemic, but this is, this is the worst year for movies that uh, I can ever remember. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like 2001 might have been rough too, but yeah, this might be it. All right, uh, what else we got? Oh, a little bit of drama in pop culture. PS5, uh, PlayStation and Sony has a class action lawsuit right now about PlayStation controller drift, apparently. Uh, which brings us to games tech companies game designers putting out incomplete product partially because as consumers the demand for instant gratification and immediate release is so high that we've built almost a, a a closed loop system of demanding something immediately complaining that it's broken and then bitching at the the companies that put it out when we don't give them the amount of time to produce it properly at the same time they they make their release dates yeah no that's true but unforeseen i mean we'll just not have release dates just 
No, like, well, drop a game like an Eminem album. No, just, like, I, I'm with Armed nowhere. and Hilarious. Based, based you, on logistics, you put it out there. Based on yeah. availability. Yeah. Okay. Well, they know it's I mean, all I'm done. Not, I'm not a video they're, game apologist. There are teams of people, and it's the same with the movies, where there are teams of people that say, we're going here, um, Warner Brothers is going there, New Line is going there, and it's shuffling. So they choose these dates, and there's repercussions for that. I mean, everyone's seeing Cyberpunk just getting lambasted through the media because they pushed out an unfinished game, especially for the consoles. That's been and so that's what you get. delayed and, for and, forever, forever and ever. And then they, they were tired of hearing it because we live in that culture where you're not... It's not a newspaper article every couple of days. You're getting tweeted right. hundreds, thousands of times a day. And so it lights a fire. You got to wait. Take what is it? Hideo, Hideo Kojima, the yeah. Zelda. Who is it? That was Metal just, Gear. They Kojima just waited for Metal Breath Gear, of yeah. Wild. And he famously said that. Yeah. Who did Zelda? Who is who's the Nintendo guy? Uh, That's all right. But yeah. he said, you know, uh, an unfinished game lasts forever. And he's correct. Right. Like, just take your time. And that's the greatest game ever made, arguably. And so he took his time, made a great game, and no one talks about yeah. it being delayed, right? So if you can nail the landing, it's okay. Yeah, but I think there AG should be questions for it. Aonuma? With Shigeru Miyamoto with oh, okay. Nintendo on the back end, yeah. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then with Nintendo had the same issues with the Joy-Con drift, right? Yeah. And I had issues with that. I had to send mine back and they drug their feet about it. And I kind of had put, you know, a few angry emails to them. And they finally sent one back before I sent, but it was like, come on, you can't do this. This is a terrible way, terrible way to run a business. And until they have repercussions, they're going to continue to do oh, it. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And, and only I, financial I, I repercussions th- matter, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, and it hurts. So, so let me put this out. Stop pre-ordering games right now. Stop yeah. pre-ordering games. I get that there's demand for PlayStation and Xbox, so it's hard to not pre-order. Stop pre-ordering. Well, games. that's the Nobody other. That's the other side the of the day after it. of the of the crash equation. Digital. Yeah, because like right now, you know, all those guys that are scalping PS5s. There was an article that popped up a little while ago that was like, "We don't want to be seen as the bad guy." Like, you are the bad guy. <laughs> You, well, it, it's, I get where they're coming from. It is supply and demand. And PlayStation knows what they're doing. They're, they could have released them all at one in right. one Wait, So they've got a full instead inventory? Of trickling out. Yep, and trickling out, and they do updates. Right, but that's how they made a test, a year, right? You gotta, you a gotta year put, from now, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You gotta put a handful of them out there. You gotta put a few hundred thousand out there so that your users but can they, break it and then. On the next batch, you can fix what's broken. Camera companies do the same thing, and they did. They've done the same for PlayStation Three, and they yeah. didn't announce it. There's like four different versions of PlayStation Three, right? Those yeah. that know, like PlayStation like Three A and B are backwards compatible, right? And PlayStation Three C and D are not. Like they they do it all the time. So it's like just wait, but it's all money, and so there's repercussions to it. So slam PlayStation, buy an Xbox, or better yet, buy Nintendo. Right? Yeah. Like they're, well, yeah. they have much better customer service. Again, I complained about Joy-Con drift and they gave me a new one, but you know, I had to, to give them a bit of a hard time, but stop going to these companies that screw you over. All right. This is a good time to uh, take a moment. Uh, something that we've been, been doing lately, we've been partnering with other podcasts. So we're going to take a break for a quick second. If you're watching us live, it'll just be a moment. But if you're listening to this as a podcast, enjoy this ad break from one of our partners. And we're back. Cool. Um, 
the second half of the podcast. Um, we're going to do a spoiler review and our thoughts and feelings on Christopher Nolan's Tenet, the the time travel bending, time bending. It's not really time travel. It is whatever. It's time confusing. inversion. It's, well, it's, it's I mean, in the, in can the way it be that, that jerk that says every movie is a time travel movie because we're all moving forward through time? Yeah. So no, it's a time travel movie. <laughs> we're going forwards <laughs> and backwards through time. Time yeah. is an element. It's a time travel. Got movie. it. So going going over Tenet. So if you haven't seen Tenet and or you care about review spoilers, um, we'll catch you guys next time. But if you're good to go with Tenet, let's uh, let's dive right in. Uh, at Armin Hilarious, your hot take real quick, and then we'll we'll get. Rex's, and then I'll give mine, and then we'll, we'll break it down. I mean, at, at the top of the uh, podcast, we talked about how how much of a bad year it was for movies uh, in 2020. But this is the best movie that came out in 2020, period. Um, um, we got into it about how MGM has been uh, delaying the release of No Time to Die, but... Uh, Warner Brothers went ahead and gave us gave us a gift, uh, and we got uh, tenant for it. Yeah, Rex. Yeah, who needs no time to die when we were given the best Bond movie in mod, even possibly better than Skyfall? Dare I say? <laughs> right. This is a Bond. Tenet might be better than movie. Skyfall, and and yeah, I would say that this is a, a James Bond feeling movie. I mean, it's the they if you change the ending. Yeah. Right? You change the ending a little bit. This is absolutely a Bond movie. You mean, where he, you mean have him get the girl, you mean? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. You don't need the girl. You don't need to them to kill yourselves, right? But even you can go off like that's You, you kind of go off in that direction. But even, what were you going to say, Armin? Hilarious? Tenet shits on every James Bond trope. Oh, it does. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they did that. I will, I will, I will bet you. Because Warner Brothers owns James Bond, correct? No, it's no, MGM. that's MGM. Well, okay, well there we go. Well, owns him in the in, but, the, but in the Pond would, sense, P W N E D. If you're a first person, yeah, yeah, I, I will bet that there was an offer put out to Chris Nolan to direct a giant James Bond film, especially because of his work with Sam Mendes and their buddies. Well, and everything. well, no, that, now that Chris Nolan he, is on he, the outs with Warner Brothers, it's even more likely. But he's but what this is it? It's the I, I made the best James Bond movie, and then Skyfall. It's hard because you play, into, but he made the best James Bond movie. He has great story, great action, great characters. Um, the set pieces are awesome. How there are better car chase chases in film, but to have a forwards backwards car chase scene is ingenious, and I wouldn't be surprised if the movie was made around that concept of okay. we're going to have an action so, so, scene so let's, going let's, forwards and backwards at the same time. Let's get your time. full hot take on the film as a whole, and then we'll, we'll deep dive into the details. I mean, it's great. It's beautiful. I love But I agree with Armin Hilarious, best film of the year. All right. So I I mean, I got nothing to, to add to either of what you guys said. Uh, best movie of, of 2020, 100%, for sure. Um, and a better James Bond film than... James Bond's had in a while. Um, Since Goldeneye? Yeah, I was going to say, including Skyfall. I mean, I love Skyfall. So you, you do think it's better than Skyfall. But I think it's a better film than Skyfall for... For, for the story and for the, the... And for the for how much it's asking you to, to suspend your disbelief about the entire premise, it doesn't feel as artificial. 
if that makes elaborate. sense. Elaborate. I'm sorry not to give you a, a like gross. So like, I mean, because because Skyfall felt very grounded. I mean, you still have Javier Bardem, or not Javier Bardem. Yeah, yeah, Javier Bardem. Yeah, yeah, Javier Bardem, where he shuts down an entire city just with a computer, but there's a large jump in Tenet where the world is going to end just by this guy killing himself. Well, I don't like, you know, I don't like those kinds of, of weird MacGuffins. Uh, but it's very James Bond, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But I think that even outside of, yeah, outside of the Dr. Evilness of, of that, that point, um, going through the film, you don't even care about that because you're engrossed in the in-the-moment plot points. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah, you know, absolutely. absolutely. Save the save the girl, you know. Stop the bomb. All the all the regular kind of hit the mark action movie set pieces are there. Um, Skyfall is almost so grounded, but it's still so big, right? It, 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 there's so much going on in Skyfall that you don't know what to pay attention to, or you. At least I didn't. I I mean, and I love Skyfall. I love it. It's it's. My second favorite James Bond movie, and still probably the best James Bond movie. But I, on rewatch, there's just a lot going on in Skyfall. Uh, bigger than just what James is going through. And the fact that The Last Stand, as amazing and fantastic as it was, that they pulled that off, still is like, uh... I mean, to be fair, Tenant crashed an airplane, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I find it really interesting because I did feel of the cockamamie, especially when you put in Quantum of Solace and those, I felt that Skyfall was very, again, relatively speaking, condensed as far as the story was concerned, where it's like, this is the bad guy, we're getting old, we need to stop this guy, despite his... I guess for me, it, it went a little Rambo for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I get that. The, the novelty... Of Skyfall. Wait, wait, this is not a Skyfall review, so so. <laughs> no, yeah, but, but I think they're up. very similar. They I think are. they're You're very, right. very similar. We have to the title. I, you know, despite just being the the British cup of tea and all that stuff, I think they're very similar, right? Having a leading man, all that stuff, and yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, it James Bond movies have a way of raising the stakes. Um, where Skyfall was a very intimate story. I mean, there's you mentioned there is a lot going on in it, but at the end of the movie, it's really about James Bond's relationship uh, with M and his outlook on you know serving on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, for God and country, for Queen and country, um, whatever it is. And then I, I mentioned how Tenet takes a dump on all the, you know, early Bond and modern Bond tropes where he gets the girl, um, he has a, a name, oh, James Bond, James Bond. And uh, you don't even know his name. He's just the but protagonist. So let's talk about that for a minute. John David Washington yeah. Uh, yeah. was the, the, the most amazing cinema character to not have a name since 
Ed Norton and Fight Club, right? Um, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah, you're right. He, I like how Christopher Nolan turns all of the genre conventions on their heads, but still like uses them, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, the the grizzled ex whoever Michael Caine makes his cameo, and it's like, oh, what's Michael Caine doing here? Absolutely nothing. He's just here to insult your suit, right? Well, they they also they told Michael Caine. They only gave him his lines. He wasn't given a script. Like, it, it, as with all Christopher <laughs> Nolan movies, is you have to read it on the Warner Brothers lot, yeah. like, and you only get your sides. And so he had it, and in an interview on the red carpet, they were like, you know, what'd you think of the movie? He was like, I have no idea what this movie's about. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I've only read the, like, six pages that I'm in. But it was great. And how about... Um, and who is it's uh is it Denzel Washington's son? Yeah, the John lead? David. Yeah, John David Washington, I th- who I, I think I misnamed heard it. It was the, previously. Yes, it, it was the most expensive film with a black lead in the history of film. It, it, in terms of production, not gross. Um, so good on them. Hopefully, yeah. we see more of that. He did a phenomenal job as the lead. Again, not giving him name. He's the protagonist. I think tells a lot about the story that they wanted to tell is like, this is about the time travel. This is about, you know, going back forwards and backwards. We don't need to worry about that. Where Christopher Nolan is very precise on the names, naming Leonardo DiCaprio's wife, Mal, and things like that. Like she's bad. Like he, it isn't done flippantly. Naming him the protagonist was done on purpose. Like, and they even have a couple lines of dialogue where he goes and sees the scientist and she's explaining to him, she's like, don't think about it, just do it. Like, just yeah. pull the bullet up. Like, think about it fall, like coming into your hand. And then even like when he's running out, which I hate, where it's like, St- why are you running out? The bad guy's there. We know if you just stay here. And, and Robert Pattinson could have said, just stay here. It will solve everything. But he just goes, he's like, oh, here's, this is a cowboy. We don't like these guys and all this stuff. But they, you know, they point out to it. But yeah, it was yeah, great. They I was going to say, and- I, I like how they, they don't break the fourth wall, but they push on it a lot in this yes. movie. And yep. I think that that's a testament to great filmmaking where you're able to get your nod, nod, wink, winks into the audience. Um, and it goes over some people's heads, which is fine. But people that are looking for it, they're like, oh, I get you. Nod, nod, wink, wink. Like, like you said, like, oh, for sure. Like when, when the, the other soldier guys, like, what do you, what, how about if I was going to do this, 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 what do you call that? And he's just like, that's cowboy shit. Like, it's stupid. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to actually do that. (laughs) Yes. And you know, like we could stop right there. Robert Pattinson, just stop, just stop, just wait. And it goes, and they even go back to at the end, like, because this isn't, you know, time going forwards and backwards. This is reality. Yeah. This is what it is. It happened. This is what we're doing. And that brings into, he is, and maybe other people enjoyed it as much as us, but this movie is for us. You're in, we, we've, the three of us have seen over a thousand films. Yeah, for we've sure. We've probably seen close to a thousand action films and even doing shooting on film, shooting on 70 millimeter, whatever it yeah. was, um, doing a lot of practical stunts. I wouldn't be surprised if there were more practical stunts than than most normal movies. Like you can tell it's, they did synchronized walking backwards. You can see in the background, their action scenes, you're pushing in with the dolly instead of zooming in, doing digital zoom. All that stuff pays off in what is a different 
differentiating a very good movie to a great movie and that hits all of those marks and and you can tell you can see it It, it's just a master class in filmmaking yeah and and let i wanted to talk about the cinematography for a second because there's a lot going on um and you know me i'm 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 a cine guy so that's kind of Mm -hmm. where I, i really learned to look and appreciate in those films even when there is digital rendering of things it's done to its bare minimum they show you what they need to show you digitally so that you get that establishing in your mind and it's powerful enough that you are able to keep that while you go through the rest of the while you go through the rest of the film i mean the the bungee jump sequence comes to mind yes. and how seamless yep. how seamless that drop and then exit was and like i said it's kind of a james bond trope on its head you know meet the the bad guy who turns out to be a source and then you have your secret code code word um and then it's all talking really fast it's techno babble that you're not supposed to understand as the audience because they're talking about stuff that doesn't really matter it's all macguffin anyway and before you actually know what's going on they're making an exit but using cg as an enhancement and not a crutch or a band-aid Right. Is that kind of where again where yeah. it's not like, oh, well, we'll fix it in post. We've all heard that on film on a film set. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. And that was not the case for this. It, it it's an enhancement. Yeah. Just, great. It was it was great cinematography. Great angles. Great blocking. Um, the tension mm-hmm. in those in those sequences builds and then yes. dissolves like that. Like when, when he's doing his like yes. kind of James Bond sneak stuff where he's you know creeping up on the guards and we finally got the, the the arms dealer and then the wife is just like cut it out and the frame just the, gets wide and now you're like oh well this is not as tense as we thought it was and then they have their moment and then oh how do you have how are you gonna get out and then it shoo, brings you right back in not in a way that i'm gonna like or whatever the line he said and then you know over the wall out they go and now we're back to that james bond like too cool for school click click nothing to see here but it was all done expertly, and it was a way to get a lot of exposition in a very, very short amount of time, which in an action film is paramount. Oh, well, yeah, we got to push that story forward and get to our action scenes. But yeah. you said it, and I didn't even think about it till you said it. Blocking was so, 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 so important for this movie and such an integral part of this movie. And you think about the action sequence, but that fight sequence, you've got to think, not only are you blocking a fight scene... It's hard enough to block it forwards and then you're going it backwards and then also you're blocking it for camera too. So you're shooting it one way for the first half of the movie and the other way and then you're editing it as well. And you're not editing it like, and I love the Marvel movies, but you're not editing it like a Marvel movie or a Bourne movie where it's cut, 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 cut. We're holding on those shots for a yeah. while, right? And, and the camera we're pans. holding on that, and we're letting it play out, and we're doing a toss, and then and that and we have to play it backwards too, and not just rewind the tape. But they did such a good. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So like, and let's talk about that sequence where where he's running. Were insane. Where he's got the inside outside running to you know that that the the airport freeport fight sequence. How yeah. Great. Yeah. You know, in in one direction in the forward time direction where we're first going through it, it's shot pretty straightforward as an action sequence. It's going mm-hmm. straight, you know, hooked around the corner, combat, 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 gets away, chase, da 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 trail, trail, trail. But then when we get the inverse, 
because we know we're going backwards in time, the camera movements are a lot more loose. When he does the reverse backflip off the wall, which choreographing that must have been a nightmare. Yeah. The camera does yeah. this with the perspective of the old young protagonist, not the young future protagonist, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the perspective mm-hmm. shift goes the other way, not just for the audience, but also for the protagonist as he's going through. And how brilliant was, I don't even know where the transition was when he runs into the thing to come back out going the, the right, dire- the proper direction. The turnstile. The, in through the turnstile, thank you. Like, I don't even remember how they transitioned that. Did they put the camera in the turnstile and go through? Where is, is there a cut? Does it go through the, the glass of the third I wall? I like, remember. Holy crap. It was so seamless that I was completely like engaged that I didn't even think about the technical part of it. And for me, that is, is already... No, Boom. it is. And that's why it's one of the many reasons why it's the best film of the year. Because it doesn't take... Because I think story takes precedence over everything. Tenet hits the mark on every single marker in terms of the filmmaking process. And then even going to the blocking, the editing is so important for it. And it works well, the pacing. And I, you guys have heard me bitch about films being too long. We could at 40 minutes, I'd have been her, no problem and everything. Christopher Nolan has the Dumbledore pass where, you know, I show up, exa- a wizard shows up exactly when he's supposed <laughs> yeah. to. Christopher yeah. Nolan's movies are exactly as long as they're supposed to be. Like, he, he just hits the mark on all of his films. Like, so, he's so great let's, at it. And, and, you know, I mean, I guess you get, you get a pass in a time travel movie about where the mark is or isn't. Um, but it was, you're right, it was exactly the right, again, minimal exposition, Give us what we want. Action. Mm-hmm. Speaking of action, I wanted to talk about the the final, the climactic battle sequence. Where the, the name of the movie came from, right? Am I, does that, Tenet, Ten, yeah. going into, was that where it came from? Yeah, yeah, because Tenet is a, it's a palindrome. Okay. Ten, yes. ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got um, ten minutes, blue, blue, red, yeah. So, um, so at Armin Hilarious and I, uh, went through this you were otherwise occupied Rex but we needed a flow chart <laughs> to kind of track the uh, the progression of the battle and who started when and where and what happened um, and ultimately it doesn't matter because you like like you know just feel it accept it move it's on it's a movie yeah, yeah. Uh, but to Christopher Nolan's credit the timeline makes sense you know, I, I didn't even think about the intro of the movie where where, where the protagonist is, is mostly killed. He's mostly dead. Um, and then they stick him in a windmill for who knows how long. Lave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the way to the end where he's getting, the current version of the protagonist is getting onto the boat to get onto the windmill. And that's just to keep him out of the way so he doesn't make contact and have like that back to the future paradox, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. little things like that to... To think, you know, that far ahead, we have to put you. We have to put this guy somewhere so that he's out of the way during all of these other things going on. That is is fantastic, and also, also, how it all still happens for the characters in real time. So you can time travel, like the the cost of time travel. I guess it's not just like oh, instantaneous. You can time travel two weeks, but it costs you two weeks of time of your life. Yes. So you can go back yes. thirty yes. years. Yes. Yep. But it'll cost you thirty years, I guess. You know. Yeah, no, it's it's 
Can, was that it? I because I could go on. So for, are we getting into no? It's so interesting. So because so so I'll I guess we are. So I'll jump in on this. I spent a long time working on a time travel show, and we ended up making a pilot for it called Chrononauts. It's phenomenal. It's awesome. Mark <laughs> Miller, I'm going to sue your pants off for stealing <laughs> it and naming your comic after me. But, but it was hard, and there were long nights, like long nights, because we dove in, because you have the story, and then we dove in, like, is time travel possible? And it's not. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, you can't. You can't have time travel because the paradox of like, well, someone came back and said, hey, time travel is possible. Right. But Tenet works it in better than any other film. If time travel is possible, they do it better than any other film. And it's so good. But there's no way of doing it. And the way they built that universe and having the consequences, again, we want to tell a story with time travel into it. The way they built this universe is, and had consequences to it is just mind boggling because there are so many different ways of doing time travel from back to the future and Avengers and all these other, yeah, it's just, it's not possible. And so they kind of push it off and saying, hey, just listen to it. But it's as practical, quote unquote, as you can get as far as Tenet goes. And it's awesome. It's a great MacGuffin, especially the way they're going back and forth in that well and it's the little things so like i was talking about consequences where where the protagonist and they're they're he's got his shirt off and they're changing clothes getting ready for their op and then you see a bruise on the inside of his arm and you're like oh that's weird and then as they ready for the op the bruise starts bleeding it's like what the hell is going on oh he hasn't been stabbed yet yeah you know like could you imagine? Well, just, yeah, and the and the fights when they first comes in yeah. contact is like, whoa, this already happened, and and then even in the car chase scene before oh, the, it the, starts, the you see the mirror's broken, and you know something's happening. And I was I was elbowing my wife like something happened. Yeah, Something's look at that happened. mirror. Why is that She's mirror like, broken? Shut up! Like, what you, yeah, like what are you even talking about? Like, yeah. I don't even like this movie. So okay, <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, I'm hilarious. Go. Um, I think. He really died at the beginning of the movie and they put him through a turnstile and then he just regrew back all his teeth. <laughs> you don't think the cyanide was real? I do think it's the cyanide is real. And oh, that's mean, why they mean, had to You don't think the cyanide oh, was fake. You don't it think it was a plant. Fake. Yeah. No, I think he really was on the verge of death, if not death already. And his initiation into Tenet was to you know, proved that he could take the cyanide pill and then and they die, put him essentially. So you think die. he actually yes. died. And okay. that's why Do you see Robert he's he has the oxygen going straight into his uh into his nose. Into his nose. Okay. Do we think Robert Pattinson has a prior relationship with him? Well they they established that. Yeah. That that he's been recruited by Pattinson. That's the that's the the closing lines of the movie. Who I guess I'm you? Dead. You did. Is that is is that is that the lady's kid? No, no, no. Is that her kid? Is Robert Pattinson? No, No, because I think that he'd have to be a lot older. Because as you go backwards in time, you're still aging in real time. He could meet meet Robert Pattinson. Yeah, but Pattinson's still aging in real time. Yeah, but you're de-aging in once you're inverted. I don't think that's how that works. I think that you're still aging in real time. No, because he had to... The protagonist had to go in time to... Do you remember how he says uh, it's the... Let me figure this out. Yeah, but as as an old man. Hey, Chris. Chris. Yeah, it's Pat. Yeah. 
We're on the podcast. Yeah, I know you listen. I know you're listening live. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> you explain it. Okay. No, sorry. He's yeah. busy. Christopher Nolan's we'll busy. Wait, sorry. We'll yeah, wait yeah. Till next time. Okay. So, yeah. so at the ahead. end of the movie, Robert Pattinson says, "This is the beginning of our friendship for you. For you, the end of our friendship for me." Yeah. So, at some point. But I mean, even if Ron Pattinson's 35 years old in this, it's generous. It, a, a 50 year old protagonist could have gone back 20 years, 70, and met a just out of boot camp Robert Pattinson's character. Yes, but it's also established that when he stabbed him, his future self, he started to bleed. So you're. The wound doesn't open because he got stabbed at that moment it opened because the wound is healing in reverse or it's unhealing yes so but that's because the trauma but he still had to go get stabbed yes so he still got stabbed yes but the wound is aging in reverse you're saying he got unstabbed yes when you're inverted you get unstabbed yeah, I don't like that. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's no. It, it it's definitely insinuated that Robert Pattinson is the kid. I whether it's done on the nose or not. I feel yeah, like it's okay. Insinuated. That's I, I why I wonder. And I, I considered that. I'm not saying that it is, but it's it like gel we're, you know, in the Star Wars universe where like we have an entire galaxy and all we do is care about the Palpatines and the Skywalkers. I feel like the movies are all kind of in that. Well, but and I think that's, that's why I asked. I I, I thought it was. An interesting the, part of the, film. the great thing about Nolan films, they're they're a thinking person's film. He's yeah. not going to give you. That's what, true. He's not going to just give you the answer. You're right. Yeah, he wants you to. And we are thinking people, right? Yeah. Yes, most of the time. That's why we always have our thinking most caps. Most of us on. are. <laughs> Sans thinking cap. All right. All right. So uh, I'll I'll let you guys leave with that. Um, so. Uh, this is a great time travel talk. Uh, dropping this podcast uh, right behind this, we're going to drop a bonus podcast that we recorded back in November about the the troubles of time travel, the problems of time travel. Uh, so check out this podcast when it drops. Check out the next one. If you like what we did, please like, follow, subscribe, send us an email singing our praises. If you didn't like what we did, lie to us and tell us that you liked us. <laughs> tell your friends. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot to everybody who participated in Reddit. Thanks a lot, Facebook Live, uh, for the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. My name is Jason Bear. I'm Rex Rebo. At Armed and Hilarious. And we'll see you guys next time. Love you guys. Peace.